Afghanistan. Save us from Babylon. Yeah, they can take your name away. Can they take us too? It shows Reuters photojournalist Namir Noradan, driver Saeed Jamak, and several others gunned down by U.S. military in a public square in eastern Baghdad. Pilots apparently mistook the camera carried by a newsman for a weapon. Come on, fire! After the initial shooting, an unarmed group of adults and children in a minivan arrived on the scene and attempted to transport the wounded. The van was fired upon as well. Come on. WikiLeaks showed photographs of the children in the van who survived. We can infer that these sort of attacks are going on in Afghanistan, that this is the reality of modern warfare. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. The real reason that um, I think Americans are going to be concerned is that there that is that there is no prospect that the mission for which their sons and daughters are being sent can be accomplished. Let me go. Get me to go. Get me to be released. Uh, I would recommend halting the surge uh, and a rather rapid withdrawal of a significant part of the U.S. forces that have been sent into Afghanistan over the last year. I want to go home. You know, the, the men, Afghanistan men who are in our prisons, they want to go home too. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. Yeah, they can take your name away. They take us to Oh yeah, they do. They do and they do and we are still there. Trying to build a nation in a place that never knew a nation. It's all rocks, carpets and poppies. Remember how we went in there to interdict the heroin trade? Whatever happened to that? Vast amounts of the powder is spreading across the globe while we die and die and die. In Afghanistan, man, Osama, he be history. And still we stay, the Taliban, they blow us up good, then go back and raise the poppies and then come back, man, and blow us up good again. It is time to go. It is time to withdraw. Even the greatest of lovers, man, knows when it's time to withdraw. Bring the boys and the girls home now, man. If we want to fight for women's rights, let's do it. Right here. Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, Afghanistan. The music's Fireside Theater lead singer, Phil Austin. I just love his voice. Mm. Yeah, we're still there. That's Oz from a year and a half ago.
Uh-huh. Well, we're going to do a little memory tripping today. We're going to go back and listen to some of the stuff that I produced for Oz and some of the Oz team produced. Give an idea of where we're coming from, which will certainly ring a bell on where we're going. It was 2010, and we were coming up on the midterm elections. This was my take. I am lying awake with a midterm headache. My psyche is racked with anxiety. I am badly confused and feel terribly used by the fat cats who run our society. I'm anxious and frightened. My terror is heightened by the news that comes out of Fox Cable. All pompous and smiley, that bastard O'Reilly spouts off from his Tower of Babel. I'm brimming with dread from each prim talking head. I can't even look at Sean Hannity. He's all certain and sure as he spreads his manure. I well could be losing my sanity. So I fall off to sleep in the wake of that creep and his legion of logical errors and the dreams that i dream of the dems getting creamed are beset with electoral terrors i see myself flying in space and i'm eyeing my countrymen making decisions from the west to the east from the most to the least it's a picture of rents and divisions there is want there is waste and a lack of good taste all is calumny cant and profanities the pictures and scenes on the zines and the screens are an incessant stew of inanities in alaska murkowski may soon lose her housekey to the ladies room back at the senate the tea party anger will probably hang her like it did back in utah to bennett Jerry Brown's using Whitman's own words as his hitman. The moonbeam outthought and outfoxed her. In the Senate arena is Carly Fiorina and a heavyweight champion boxer. McCain and Jan Brewer, no sane man would screw her, are getting that dang fence erected. They talk law and order, but down at the border, the visitors pass undetected. Harry reads in a tangle with Miss Sharon Angle, the queen of press conference evasion, who states without panic to a school of Hispanics that somehow they all seem so Asian. The millionaire Johnson, who's up in Wisconsin giving five go the regular whipping says he thinks global warming is sunspots performing hey dude i've just got to be tripping paladino the porker wants to govern new yorkers campaigning from upstate to zabars when he's not cursing homos or losing to cuomo he runs buffalo's two hottest gay bars there's christine the witch the tea party bitch the first to take moral offendment who was stunned in a rate when she learned church and state were cut loose in the premier amendment and then, last of all, there's the son of Ron Paul, trying out as a good Christian liver, since the story that broke of the girl he got stoked and made bow down to God in the river. I wake up at last, the nightmare has passed, and there's light streaming in through the curtain. In the clear glow of dawn, I feel hope coming on, and of one thing I know I am certain. We've come out of a bubble in serious trouble, the goo in the gulf's killing fishes. The money is hoarded, all Main Street is boarded, the vibe in the hood's getting vicious. If we don't fight for health, teach our kids, spread the wealth, we're all going to drown in this drama. Just remember, my friends, as the darkness descends, we've got 2012 and Obama. So my nightmare wasn't that far off. November was a nightmare. We've put some of the most ridiculous people in office since George Washington raised his hand and put the other one on the family Bible. Like Rand Paul. My buddy Dave Osmond channels the Reverend Barnstormer on this one. Good digital day to you, dear friends. I'm Reverend Bill Barnstormer of the First Vigilant Church of Science Fiction. My text today is from the second book of Paul, chapter 2. And Rand went forth unto the tea partiers, his eyes to the ophthalmoscope wherethrough he could see into the eye of his beholders. 
and he saith unto them, Is it always someone's fault? Maybe sometimes accidents happen. And dear friends, say thank you for that because don't we know that accidents do happen every day in our kitchens, in our schoolrooms, and even in our cars? And yes, even in our darkest coal mines and our deepest oil holes, accidents can happen. And if they do, well, can't we blame the government? And dear friends, if it's not someone's fault, aren't we glad? Because if it were, then we'd have to take an interest in it. And dear friends, interest rates are way, way down. Now you can get your own copy of the first and second books of Paul from the fine folks at WFCFA. That's white folks for a compassion-free America right down there in Brasero, Arizona. And say, if you'd like one of those front porch signs you've been hearing about and seeing on the news, it's it's just got those simple words, we ain't calling 911. And after you hang it up there on your porch there, well, you can put your own toy water gun or rocket launcher right there to, you know, give people a picture. So you just send a postcard to sign Divine Holy Name Blessed Covenant Church of the Second Amendment dot com right there at box 1776, Billville, USA. This is the Reverend Bill Barnstorm saying, thank you, dear friends. You know, I think I'm going to call this show Bad Trippin' Down Memory Lane Part 1 because there's so much stuff we did over this period of time, I can't put it in all one show, so there's going to be another, and maybe another. So Obama gets elected and everybody's ready for the transformation And what do you know? You look around, and the economy is bankrupt. Why? How could this happen to us? To answer that question, let's return to the world of doggerel and find out. It's a little poem called Too Big to Fail. Listen up, people, to this terrible tale of a financial system that's too big to fail. It began in the 80s when Reagan was king and the me generation was doing their thing. Along comes Mike Milken, and now the plot thickens. On his radar are companies ripe for the pickings. Said Mike, I have a plan that I'm ready to try out. We'll take what we want with a leveraged buyout. I'll get you the cash with these junk bonds I've minted. They're not worth the paper it takes to get printed. Assets are plundered and factories shut. People get pink slips and redwoods get cut. Milken and Bosky make millions with ease till the feds send in teams to uncover their sleaze. They're fined and convicted and sent off to jail. And that's just chapter one of this terrible tale. Now enter Enron and genial Ken Lay. They're out trading natural gas every day. Then bandwidth and power. Now water and steel. Their stocks horse to 90. It hardly seems real. This darling of Wall Street's not as good as it looks. Cause Fastow and Skilling are cooking the books. Hiding their losses in bogus accounts. Skimming off funds while the jeopardy mounts. Meanwhile, their West Coast contingent, just kids, are gaming the prices by jamming the grids, browning out cities, shutting down schools. But who said that Enron must play by the rules? And when they go down, tell me who really pays. It's Enron employees and their 401ks. Now enter the 90s. In dot-com we trust. Till the bits bite the bubble and the whole thing goes bust. But digital trading is what the street wants. So boot the computers and welcome the quants. Their formulas click, and they're stuffing their vaults. 
Then the Ruskies get squeezed and the Big Bear defaults. Billions are lost, but investors agree the leveraged hedge funds are their cup of tea. Each had their bevy of stock trading widgets that bring in returns in the high double digits. They tell their investors that no market crash can endanger their system and drain all the cash. Then the big boys join in, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, they're certain that making big bucks is a cinch. We're tired selling T-bills, safe munis, and stocks. We want something exotic that cleans out our clocks. Give us swaptions, derivatives. We'll take CDOs and the credit default swaps. We want some of those. Those bundles of subprimes will sell every day because standard and poor's rank this crap AAA. We'll hype up the junk in a glowing report, flog it, and then make it big going short. Well, it worked till 08. When the home market fell, the subprimes reset, and it all went to hell. Bear Stearns and Lehman went down in the pinch. Then the Bank of America bought Merrill Lynch. Goldman was down. AIG was a mess. So the gov threw a tarp on the whole stinking mess. My story is over. The moral is plain. If we don't fix it quick, it will happen again. Wall Street is greedy. They're gamblers at heart. And when they screw up and the thing falls apart, we all have to save them. They're too big to fail, but they're just the right size for a federal jail. Okay, that's bad tripping down memory lane. Parto uno, parto duo down the line. Peter Bergman here. You've got Oz in your ears. It's Radio Free Oz. Catch you tomorrow.